0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit
1: planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a comic book podcast brought to you by your friends at King's Comics in Sydney. Every comic that you're about to hear reviewed on this podcast can be found at King's Comics in Sydney, 310 Pitt Street. Should you ever find yourself here? But if you cannot find yourself in this city, you can find King's Comics online at kingscomics.com. And every single comic that we talk about on this show is available there. That's where we sure get them is. from. Absolutely. They donate them to us. We're a charity. <laughs> We're the official King's Comics charity podcast. <laughs> uh, and my name uh, is uh, Andrew Levin, CEO of, uh, of uh, Serious Issues. I can try, can't think of a charity pun, but I can't. Yeah um and uh my junior executive thank you siobhan coombs
2: hello
0: um junior executive much cooler title than ceo even though yeah
2: that does make me sound like a sort of um plucky child like <laughs> a richie rich style i work in an office wearing a top
0: hat yeah what about like could you, can you be a junior ceo this is not a discussion that i should have right now <laughs> Because I I know what my Twitter will be like over the next (laughs) week if I say run my mouth off saying dumb things about things I don't know. Mm. But you know what I do know lots about, Siobhan, and you do as well. As a junior executive, it comes with the job (laughs) description. Comic books. And every week on Serious Issues, we read all of last week's comics and let you know which ones we loved and loved less uh, than the ones we loved. Um, We kick off... We, 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 this is a good week.
2: Yeah, it actually was a really good week. Um last I think week we needed it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know why, but we both felt like like last week was really intense. Mm. Like and I and I had like other other things going on in my life and I decided to blame those things on comics. <laughs>
2: Usually comic's
0: fault. Like yeah, like 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 someone ran into my my car and I went, Oh fucking Bendis. God damn it, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely
2: Iron Man's
0: fault. Classic Tom King back on his <laughs> bullshit, crashing his car into mine via proxy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we get it. You were in Iraq.
0: Great character study of me, Tom King. <laughs> Uh, So yeah, we kick off every episode of Serious Issues by going through all the first issues from last week, all the new series that gave us a number one issue. Or just Uh,
2: one shots that they still put a number one on to make us buy them.
0: Or annuals as well. The classic. Classic. The original one shot. Yep. Um, We call this segment First Things First and it's how we begin every episode of Serious Issues. Let's get kicked into it. Let's get kicked mm, into get it. Kicked I'm into gonna it. bend over. <laughs> Shimon's gonna kick me head first into this pile of number one issues, and <laughs> oof, landed on Tony Stark Iron Man number one. <laughs> uh, is it just is it just called Tony Stark Iron Man, or yes. or is it Iron Man? Ton-
2: I think it's Tony Stark Iron Man.
0: I'm, okay, look. Just-
2: to be so, you're 100 percent sure. So it's like,
0: oh, don't worry, it's not the black girl. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what it should be called.
0: Don't worry, it's not the black girl. Iron Man number one.
2: Iron Man's back. He's white and he's got a willy again.
0: Do you think this is? Do you think that is there is a level of like them going like, oh, people, people, we heard three people on the internet didn't like Riri Richards. Yeah. was it like Riri Williams? Williams. That's it. Uh,
2: probably, probably that's got to be an element of it. That's got to be an element of why they're like. It's Tony again. You guys remember Tony? Oh, I actually, no. You, you know what? Also, Tony.
0: Doom was, was yeah, Iron exactly. Man. So Okay, okay, all right. fair enough, Marvel. Tony Stark has not been Iron Man in the comics. He's just been Iron Man in everything else. Literally
2: everything year. else.
0: Um, so uh, we're going to talk about Tony Stark, Iron Man number one, which has been written by a new writer, uh, Dan Slott. This will be the first of two comics by Dan Slott that we'll be talking about Mm -hmm, in this episode mm -hmm. because he also wrote his last issue of Spider-Man this week. Mm -hmm. Um, This had art by Valerio Skitti and um, Edgar Delgado on On uh, on Colors. And uh, yeah, this is like, I mean, we mentioned one shots at the start. This kind of just felt like a one shot to me.
2: Yeah, Totally.
0: It was, it almost feels like this is like a mission statement for what Slot is going to do with this run, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that it was just like fun, really fast, heaps of quippy jokes and.
2: Heaps of dumb made up science bullshit and
0: new characters and old characters and Fin Fang Poom. Fin Fang Foom was there which is um, great and uh you know focusing on Stark Industries but also a little bit of Iron Man stuff and uh you know are very in line with how Tony Stark is in in the in the MCU movies so, which
2: everyone obviously loves I'm fine with it Yeah it's fine
0: um Just but it would be, be we to the at this point I, I would argue that it would be it would be weird if it, if they didn't Oh, if he did feel like a sure. separate character. I feel like of, of all of the MCU characters, like I feel like Thor is still a little bit separated from how he is in the MCU. Yeah. More or less. He's a bit more serious in the he's comics. Got two eyes. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like Tony is, is the most influenced by, by his um, actor portrayal.
2: Totally. But I wish he wore, um, like, you know how, what's his name?
0: Robert Downey Jr. Yeah.
2: Wears like flares all the time because he's short. <laughs> I wish Iron Man did that in the comics too.
0: <laughs> he wears flares? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Why it's would that make you look taller? the most
2: noticeable thing. I don't know. This is what everyone because I was like, why does he always wear flares at Queens last night? And they were like, because he's short. And I was like, should I be wearing flares all the time to make me look taller? I mean, you should
0: anyway. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <coughs> anyway, so yeah, like this. I was bored by this.
0: This I just I wasn't so much bored. I just was kind of exhausted by it. it just I know. It, it it wasn't bad, and it wasn't, but it really wasn't like I, I you know, Dance Lot has done so much. Other good stuff in comics that he doesn't really need to prove himself for sure. on a comic book like this, whereas this just felt like, huh? And like, you know, when was the last time you saw an Iron Man book that did this and yeah. turned the page for more of this? And
2: now Iron Man's tiny, now he's massive, now he's tiny again. Well, it was robots the whole time, he's not even here, he doesn't have a face,
0: yeah, totally. It was, yeah, a lot of like, yeah, uh, uh double crosses and quick, you know, like, yeah. like uh, tricks, um, and mostly just
2: like I. I don't understand who finds the character of Tony Stark appealing anymore. Because he's like this arrogant jerk that no one likes.
0: He was a bit more likable in this than he's been... Marginally. Yeah, I was in really like like I'm, Avengers and I'm stuff bored.
2: bored of Tony. Get rid of Tony. R.I.P. Tony. Bring I mean, they, they did get rid of Tony. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not really, though. He was still around.
0: He was in a coma and, and with alopecia. Alopecia? Really? Well, he had no hair. Because oh. <laughs> that's... <it.
2: laughs> but he was still around as... Flipping artificial intelligence.
0: Yeah, the A and his, but the A in his AI stood for alopecia. <laughs> um, <laughs> alopecia intelligence. Um, but this, what, what this issue didn't have was any kind of resemblance of any semblance of like a story, an ongoing story, mm. um, ex- until like the very last page, which sets up that the the main villain at the first is going to be someone called the controller.
2: Yeah, who looks like midway between Thanos and Metron?
0: Yeah, is this someone? Who, who the fart is the controller?
2: No, no, no. <laughs> I have no clue. I have no idea. Could have but googled I that. I'm sure. What, I think should I Google? Control people?
0: Who the fart. <laughs> who the fart, <laughs> fart.
2: Ask Jeeves. Is the <laughs>
0: controller?
2: I don't think that's gonna um, work.
0: First, first, <laughs> first hit from June t- t- 2014. It's a game facts. Um, no fart button using controller mm. yeah pretty fun stuff farting oh, with good. Xbox controller farting well so the, yeah there's a, there's a South Park game where you could fart with the Xbox controller
2: I did think it was cool <laughs> no even, no no I'm not even like going to interact <laughs> with that um, I did like the bit where he turns into a big mech Iron Man if it turned into like a Tony just has to go around in a giant mech suit and fight big Kaiju, or something, I would read that. Um, but I don't find the rest of this especially. Confusing.
0: I think it's, you know, it, it, the, the weird thing is, though, that like uh, the least, my least favorite part of Dan Slot's Spider Man run was when he made Parker Industries yeah, yeah, yeah. a massive thing with all this made up science mumbo jumbo all the time. Like it was fun at first, but then it became too big of a p- part of Spidey books. Yeah. And then that's what Stark is here.
2: Yeah, exactly. Make
0: it one invention at a time.
2: I'm excited because. Um, Dan Slott's going to be doing is Dan going to be doing Fantastic Four right? That's yes yep. I think that's going to be a, I think those are the kind of stories that I like Dan Slott writing something with a lot of heart yep. and family and cute jokes and a little bit of exploration I'm so not I, d- I'm, I think I'm just personally anti-Tony Stark and so this is not ever going to appeal to me
0: the, um, the controller first appeared in Iron Man 12 uh, was created by Archie Goodwin and George Tusker There you go and, um, What's his deal? Uh, powers and abilities. He has an almond exoskeleton, which is microsurgically attached to his body from head to toe and grants him mobility as well as superhuman strength and endurance.
2: Does he have to pee in it?
0: It doesn't say that here. And he has a fart controller. He has a has fart a f- controller, thank <laughs> He uses slave discs to control others and farts. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just look, look, he's a powerful He sounds suit. like
2: a basic bad guy. He's also
0: a highly skilled chemist and a mechanical engineer with a college degree in chemistry. Oh. When, so at some <laughs> point, he's... He went to college. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's nice. So there you go. I also didn't like the colours on this. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like the way this is coloured. And I think it's like a weird, it's weird art from Skitty. Oh, I liked I like most of it. Yeah, I just feel like I'm used to a different style from him or something.
0: Yeah, a bit, p- m- bit more sketchier yeah, pencils.
2: Uh, um, I really liked the cover. Yeah, the cover's <laughs> great. Um,
0: I'm going to give the next issue of this a shot because I feel like this wasn't really a first issue.
2: True, true, true. I'll give it one more.
0: Cool. All right, we move on to more Marvel books, uh, more n- Marvel number ones. Uh, Infinity Countdown, the little event that just...
2: It fucking m- won't stop.
0: But it's just also... Won't start. Exactly. <laughs> Just kind of like this, like meandering kind of fun thing going on in Marvel right now yeah which I'm fine with I guess um Infinity Countdown continued this week with a one shot entitled Infinity Countdown Black Widow um written by Jerry Duggan who's been writing the bulk of this event uh with art by Nick Varela and Brett Schoonover and colours by Chris Peter um so this deals with um Natasha the Black Widow who is not dead um Romanoff is not dead and uh she uh she has been given the space stone. Um, mm-hmm. She was given it by, re- and also not dead Wolverine um, at the end of the. No one's dead. Beginning of this event, um, and so this is her just trying to like escape, keep keep the the, the space stone out of the hands of somebody evil. Um, with who wears help, no pants. Yep, and she gets assisted by by Merlin, the wizard, who is like this just this cool British guy wearing like pajama pants with uh, with stars and moons on them. And uh, and the, and like homeless people coats.
2: <laughs> you know what? I did actually quite enjoy this issue. It was all right.
0: Yeah, this was really really sweet. Mm. Just like you didn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't entirely necessary. No, but I'm glad I read it. It was fun.
2: Absolutely, it has like very little to do with the overarching story. You're not gonna like miss out on anything to do with Infinity War if you don't read it. But it was a solid little story, and it was yeah. like some nice characterization of Black Widow. as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And she's been someone that's been lacking in that department recently in comics, so it's because good to see it. Because she was dead. <laughs> Um, no, no, she was in a, in a coma without yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> No No, no, Marvel characters actually die. No, they're just, no, they just go in they're comatose, and their hair falls out. And
2: then they download their brain into a computer, and then they still exist as a robo ghost, <laughs> and they come back. Um,
0: but yeah, I cycle this was, of life. These one shots are kind of like these what if issues. Like, what if this certain Marvel character was given a, a, a Infinity Stone? Yeah. What, the, what what would they do? Mm. This is pretty fun. Uh, Infinity Countdown also uh, had another number one in uh, that of Infinity Countdown Champions this week, written by Jim Zub,
2: Zubmeister,
0: Zubmeister, who's taken over Champions from Mark Wade. I oh, like,
2: that's good news! Yeah, a while ago like, I was like, "Oh
0: shit, I, I should give that a chance." And luckily for us, this came up, and I, and I could. Mm-hmm. Um, Art by Emilio Lazo and uh, colors by Andy Troy. Um, this uh, basically just is uh, Nova gets a like an alert. Um, and um, that, that he's needed um, because someone called Warbringer is fucking shit up um, in space. And so he assembles, um, without in, in, intentionally, um, just all the women of the of the champions. So Viv Vision well, yeah. and Ms. Marvel and uh, Riri Williams and um, uh, the Wasp.
2: And someone called Snowguard, who appears to be a new character. Do you think there are, are there any Native American characters whose powers are not like... Spiritually to do with animals.
0: <laughs> it's a question for the ages. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this um, was like kind of just fun, like yeah, space thing. Not much happened. Not much happened, but it was kind of nice to read these characters again. I thought I thought Jim Zub has a much better handle on them than uh, Wade did. Agreed. I won't, I won't read any anymore. This is all I needed. Just like okay, cool. This is they this, still exist. this is fine. Excellent news. Yeah. Their
2: Vision is a robot again and not a black girl.
0: That's right. What is it with that? that that's our ongoing what theme this is week.
2: What's going on with Mark <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: And uh, that is it for the Infinity Countdown one shots.
2: When will we stop counting down and start counting up? I don't know. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, we got two annuals. Uh, just one annual from uh, from Marvel this week, mm-hmm. um, and it was a really good one. It uh, sure was. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number One, written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, written by Mike Mike Alrod. Sorry, art by Mike Alrod and Laura Alrod, um, and then there was a backup um, story written by Mike Drucker with art by Chris Pacello um, and then a whole bunch of inkers on that uh, backup. But uh, the main one was this uh, just a great little one shot about. J. Jonah Jameson, who we know now knows, um, Spider-Man's identity as Peter Parker Mm -hmm. and he's trying to help Peter, Mm -hmm. um, but he's kind of terrible at it. Um, and, uh, someone from J. Jonah Jameson's past is coming after him. Uh, and so we get this great kind of story with heaps of, uh, peeks into JJJ's past. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, including, like, a nice moment about why he hired Peter uh, yeah. in the first place.
2: That's something that Chip Zdarsky is extremely good at, and I thought that was a really sweet, sweet little moment.
0: This is a sweet issue with excellent yeah. art by the Orids. It's, uh, it's so good seeing him draw um, J.J., J. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, just a, great moustaches all around.
2: All, Absolutely. Great round moustaches. The other story... Um, was a bit sort of weird, like it's <laughs> you know it's gonna be like a hectic Spider-Man story. When the first panel says another day, another reminder of everything I've lost. <laughs> mm, yeah, all right. I we think get it. Yeah, he I think killed it w- a lot of people by accident.
0: But it was still like kind of sweet. What was? Yeah, s-
2: it was sort of like I think almost making fun of that element of Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, totally about how how much death and loss have kind of has kind of played a big part in his uh in his life. But he's still the positive fun superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, if you compare that to Spider-Man 801, which was quite similar to this, mm-hmm. um, uh, that this backup was nowhere near as good. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, the, the main part of this annual was excellent. I loved the uh, the villain that faces Spidey in it, uh, like fires something that covers his wrists, mm-hmm. his hands, mm-hmm. so he can't web. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, why, it, why didn't anyone else think of that? Just take his arms out. Absolutely. Chop off Spider-Man's arms. No one's ever thought about it. The controller.
2: Maybe he has. Maybe he has um, foot webs. Surprise feet webs. Like
0: uh, a. I do. Laura has exactly. the, sp- the foot spikes.
2: Everyone always forgets about the foot spikes.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, really, really great issue and great cover too. That you, especially when you compare it to um, the uh, Marvel Two in One Annual, which mm-hmm. was um, uh, the Thing's face with, um, with Doom in front of it. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. J. Jonah Jameson's f- like yelling face with um, Spidey. Man spreading in front my of favorite. it, so good.
2: My favorite Spidey um, pose. <laughs>
0: I'll see a great, great, great uh, annual from uh, from Chip and the Gang. Absolutely. This week, um, we got one issue uh, that had a number one on it from DC this week, and it's another of their cheating issues: the Batman Prelude to a Wedding, Part Four, Red Hood versus Anarchy, Number One. Now, I put a list up on our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook. com slash groups slash serious issues, um, mm-hmm. saying hey I, I want to only read 30 comics a week oh yeah and I this list has 35 on it please help me cull some mm-hmm. and um, people were very helpful I worked out 5 comics to cull mm-hmm. but then I read them anyway because <laughs> I was feeling good Siobhan <laughs> I was like well you know what I'll give these comics a chance but this was on the chopping block I was like I don't want to read this yeah um, but because like who cares about anarchy literally and no one Red Hood I can you know give it like I, I like him as a as a character in, a, in someone else's book but not necessarily his own one yeah but on the front page of this comic one of our favourite tropes of of in comics that is not used enough is uh, a speech bubble, a word balloon on the front cover uh, of Red Hood yelling to Anarchy, you crashed the wrong party, jerk face. There's What's no going- way Red Hood would ever say that, which is why I was like, great.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh, but this is written by Tim Seeley um, and uh, had art by Javier Fernandez and Hugo Petrus, colours by John Kelese. Um And this is basically Batman... Um, hires red Hood to keep an eye on selena catwoman and her friends uh, who are all given first and last names these characters that i've never seen and will never see again at her at her and basically her her, uh, her bachelorette party yeah yeah um he's being he's gonna be the altamount
2: oh yeah <laughs> that's a value
0: alice tesla
2: yeah well, wow, she's got some fancy friends
0: um but uh yeah, so basically he has to, like, go undercover, keep an eye on Selena and her friends, make sure they stay out of trouble, and Anarchy has sent some trouble their way. Um, and I, I, while this is, you know, you certainly don't need to read this. Massively I actually, forgettable. I really enjoyed uh, Jason's back and forth with Batman in this. I thought the dialogue was really fun and was one of the better of these uh, comics that Tim Seeley has done so far.
2: Yeah, the the overarching plot, like, the sort of fight between Red Hood and Anarchy is pretty, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, the Red Hood bits were pretty good. Why can why does Red Hood have teleporting doors?
0: I think that's something that the newly smart Bizarro from his team, um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, has has made.
2: Okey doke. Yeah, it, it
0: reminded me a lot of Spiral. Isn't that a Spiral thing? Totally. Or a oh, I authority miss, thing. I
2: miss the Grayson book. That was, that was good. a good book.
0: So whatever. I mean, the next one is going to be Joker versus Harley Quinn. Really? Yep. I don't know if I need to read that. And it's still dealing with, with Joker waiting for an invitation to Batman's wedding. Yeah. Like, it's not that riveting, DC. <laughs> Stop making books about it. Totally. Um, so that's it for DC this week in one issue land. Mm-hmm. But we've got a new, number one, a new series from Image called Shanghai Red. And this is written by Christopher Sabella um, with art by Joshua Hickson and colors by Hassan Otsmane Um And uh, this is a pirate book. Sure is, um, and uh, I've been like pretty cold on everything that I've read from Christopher Zabella in the past, or like I'll like the first issue kind of, and and kind of drop out you know pretty soon after the first but i thought this is pretty great
2: this is a great first issue really solid really good fun although i was sort of horrifying bloody kind of way
0: i was actually quite expecting this to be like a one and done because they they tell so much story in this but it's not because it kind of maintains this kind of like old piratey kind of folklore tale in a similar vein that the um what's that hellboy spin-off series we really liked
2: the
0: Deathless? yeah yeah um you know that, that felt really folklory and mm. like yeah like it was it was almost like a tale of mm-hmm. old this kind of feels like that too absolutely um, it's a, a a woman who's been kept as a cabin boy uh, slave basically on this yep. boat um, and and she's been uh, lying about her gender uh, she basically uh, upon being told that she and all the other crew can go free um, she decides to kill everyone on the ship that held her. Um, yes, held her against her will, and she does. And then she takes over the ship, and uh, and, and goes home. What what remains of her crew uh, start working for her as she makes her way home to uh, on a, for another tale of revenge to mm-hmm. find the people who put her on the boat to begin with. Uh, and it's, I'm into it. Yeah, I thought this was really great. Yeah, uh, I, the the art is, uh, is is perfect for this kind of story. Mm-hmm. It's um like very kind of sketchy with simplistic colors. Um, kind of match the mood, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the writing, like yeah, it definitely like like it told a lot of story per for one issue, yeah. But uh, I've, I, it was a pretty riveting story from from start to finish. But I'm, what I'm, I'm saying is that like I hope it slows down a little bit uh, in in the next issue.
2: Yeah, totally. I think that they sort of had to quite quickly set up a really solid horrible backstory for this woman and then yep. to really let the tale of revenge. Go simmer, yeah. Um, but good fun,
0: yeah. Really, really cool. Uh, so that's a uh, Shanghai Red number one. Um, is, is a my favorite number one of the week?
2: Yeah, I guess so. Easily,
0: um, now we move over to Archie's Super Teens versus Crusaders. Um, so this is an Archie Comics, uh, kind of uh, mini series, two issue mini series. It's been written by Ian Flynn, David Williams, Gary Martin, Siobhan. That's a lot of writers for. Eighteen pages of comic. Yeah. Uh, art by Kelsey Shannon, David Williams, and Gary Martin. And uh, this uh, book is about the Crusaders, who are the kind of Archie-owned superheroes, like the Black Hood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's the other one that the, Batman like the Batman the equivalent? America ripoff. What's the Batman equivalent one?
2: Surely Black Hood is the. Batman no, isn't Batman the one, the one,
0: one. that would, where it's like it's like an animal or something. Oh, like the fox. The fox something isn't the fox. yeah. Yeah, the fox. Um. Yeah. But it's them, and then apparently in this world, Archie and his friends are superheroes. Super teens. Super teens, and this was like a book about them teaming up. This was fucking boring.
2: Agreed. <laughs> I am not. was I mean, I'm done. I'm uh, not reading that anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't understand who it's for as well. Like, because it, it, it felt like them really channeling, like a golden age era superhero team up book but yeah. surely or silver age but surely there are plenty of those that already exist that they could have just reprinted instead of having someone else write them to begin with
2: ah but you want it to be like fresh for the kids of today
0: you want one of them to have a mobile phone at one point
2: yeah they like there are some weird moments in this that on the first page there's like a beatles like the abbey road cover joke yeah why They're i don't like, know why do we why do we have to take abbey road to school every day yeah. I don't know, Jug. Something nostalgic about yeah. it.
0: You just said that there was some, it, it's important to update this for the kids. That's not for the kids. <laughs> Who is this for? And I'm looking through this this now. No mobile phone. No
2: mobile phones. How am I supposed to know when this is set?
0: Nobody's texting.
2: Why is she called Miss Vanity? I mean, I know, I know why Veronica is Miss Vanity, but that's not a good superhero name.
0: But they're called Archie's Superteens, and Betty's name is Superteen.
2: Yeah. Archie's Betty's super teens. She owns them.
0: Who and and uh I don't know who Jughead is, but but uh, oh, Archie is called pure, pure Art, heart,
2: which is not good. Dumb. He's Captain Hero. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a picture of a burger on his chest. It's not good. Friends, this, it, it's not good. This should be fun. It wasn't. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Should be fun. Wasn't. Certainly two issues though. If you, yeah,
0: if you like just not fun in short, small doses. If you hate yourself, a <laughs> comic for you. Um, so another book that I was like, oh, I, I might read that, might not. Um, is Regular Show twenty five years later? Have you ever watched the Cartoon Network show nope. Regular Show? It's a great, great show. Um, is it? It's like a twelve minute uh, show that is um, about a raccoon and a bird who live on a um, like on a, on a house in a big um, like a, on a house live in a house that's that's on a big park. Cool. Um and they have to do errands in the park for their boss who is a gumball machine. Okay. And they live with another guy who's like the caretaker called Skips and he's voiced by Mark Hamill. I and, love Mark Hamill. Uh and then there's like just like it's just like fun, you know, like monster of the week uh episodes. Some they get in some stupid adventure and um and barely get out of it alive. It's cool. really, really fun and silly. Um but it doesn't really translate to comics very well. Um got, i am as a That's bigger a lot fan of, of the text. Yeah, but um uh, so this one, 25 years later, basically is like, yeah, like all of the characters, 25 years later, they've all grown up now. They have families. Um, and Mordecai and Rigby, the two main characters of regular show, um, are, are like the best dads. And, and they don't do stupid adventures anymore because they're responsible now. And um, this is them kind of, on, at a reunion going back to the park with their families and their families love them so much. And then they go to get ice for Benson, their old boss. And on their way there, they see, like, a, an alleyway that they'd never seen before. And Rigby's like, hey, Mordecai, what do you say for all time's sake? We have one last adventure. And oh. immediately they Mordecai's wallet gets stolen by, like, a, an elf. And then all this <laughs> insane stuff happens. Um, and I was like, this is great. This is, like, these two, like, kind of older versions of these characters and, like... It's um them trying to be responsible again, but then they accidentally make a deal with the with like a wizard at the end of this issue, um that they will give anything to be young again. Oh no! And so they accidentally give away their children, <laughs> and now they're returned to their young, stupid selves. Ah oh, right, okay.
2: I thought this is great. That's a really fun like concept.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you like the show and have been haven't really found anything to like about the comics thus far, um it's, it's published by Kaboom, who do generally great comics. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's written by Christopher Hastings, who did a lot of the Gwen- ah. Gwenpool stuff and Dr. Dr. Minja. Um, art by Anna Johnston, who does an amazing job of uh, just, like, bringing her own style to what these characters look like, especially, yeah. like, their, the kind of 25 years later kind of hipstified versions of, of these characters. It's really great. Um, it's
2: nice when, like, a, a comic that's based on an established property actually tries to, like, tell a cool story and, like, do something a bit...
0: Well, you like that awesome, big trouble in Little China um, exactly. crossover with um, Escape from New York. That mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. But then Surprising they did. It, they tried good. to bottle, re that magic for Old Man Jack or whatever, and it just—you know—it's still going.
2: Yeah, I know. Why is that I more, more really than five issues? That.
0: I don't understand. Um, but whatever. Yeah, great colors on this too by Joanna Lafuente. Um, yeah, regular show. Twenty-five years later, I really enjoyed this, and I'll probably read a couple more issues and see if I stick it out to the end. It's only six issues long. I might do that. Cool. Um, the Lost City Explorers was a number one issue through Aftershock Comics this week. Can um, you read this, written by Zach Kaplan with art by Alvaro Saraseca. Um and uh, this was a pretty okay sci-fi book about um, a father who, um, while doing some lost city exploring, um, oh, no. basically like you know he has like a kind of experimental science group that he's like you know mining underwater with, and um, a, a monster appears from the water and takes him away. And, um, is
2: that a sexy monster,
0: though? Uh, I mean, if you could, you could. If you find, if you find a sexy one, it's fine.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a lady. It's got boobs, maybe.
0: Is it? Is that a boob? It's got boob.
2: It's got boob.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the um, so the once the once the father goes missing, we, we meet his children, who are very different. Um, and uh, have uh, have partners that they're that they like they're brother and sister and they don't like each other's partners. All right. But then they learn that their father is, has is, has died. They have a funeral, um, and then uh, another a woman, a mysterious woman, comes uh, and, and and speaks to his daughter. And with the with the theory that um, that their father isn't actually dead. In fact. I know it's freaking crazy, but I think he's trapped in the lost city of Atlantis. Yes,
2: please. No, thanks. No, <laughs> I'm good. Like it was, it was fine. <laughs> Atlantis.
0: Um, it was just funny that she didn't say, I think he's trapped in like underwater in the underwater city. It's like, yeah. I think she's trapped in the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> you kind of hear like a horn theme start yeah. playing.
2: It looks like it should be a tie into a movie or something.
0: like. Totally. That. No, definitely. But I'm um, looking had really competent art um, and, uh. <laughs> It's got like, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you say
0: it looks like a tie like Tie and Comics never yes. have competent art and this one definitely did. Um and uh, the dialogue looks pretty good, but uh yeah, not not for me.
2: Fair
0: enough. Uh talk about Fathom number 1. Did we already do Fathom number 1?
2: Well, one? this is the thing. I was like, ah, another Fathom number 1, and I'm always for some reason I'm always trying to give it a shot. Always. And always I read about two pages and I give up. And that is exactly what happened in this time. Okay. Don't read it, friends. Um, I feel this, do, if it appeals to you. I feel the
0: same way about Tank Girl. I feel like this yeah. is like the 10th Tank Girl comic I've read this this year. Number one Tank Girl comic. This is Tank Girl All-Stars. Um, and this is like a compilation celebrating 30 years of Tank Girl. With, oh,
2: that's cool. Yeah,
0: is it? Because <laughs> all of it is written by Alan Martin, uh, Chris okay. Wall, Brett Partson, <laughs> Warwick, Johnson Cardwell and Jim Marfield do all the art. Notice anything about those five people that are doing Has a courage? woman
2: ever worked on Tank Girl? There's, Sorry I I'd, I'd googled Tank that Girl, yesterday a character who wears like big like bazooka gun casings over her tits is not a character who would be like ever written by a woman, I don't think She has sex with a kangaroo No woman has ever been like, that seems aspirational to me I'm going to write that wouldn't it, be, men, wouldn't it be cool only if they kangaroos did? kangaroos do.
0: Ashley Wood did a pretty good variant cover Does it's that count? kangaroos Ashley it's um, great, uh, but uh, Australian. yeah, I don't understand why. <laughs> like, sh- surely just get like one Any woman. female artist. I would love to see what she looks like through a female lens, or or, or you know, written by. It. Totally, I don't even like the character that much. I just keep reading she these sucks. stupid comics.
2: <laughs> it's not good, but give it to like Kelly Sue DeConnick and like who would be a good artist on it?
0: Uh, who does um, Shade the Changing Girl?
2: Yes, 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 yeah. Oh, Kelly. Yep. Um, no, Marley Zarconi. Marley Zarkoni, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, she'd be great. Um, Pitch yeah. it. There you go, pitched. But also don't do Tank Girl. But also don't do Just Tank Girl. Just do another Girl. comic that do I want to read else. <laughs> More than that. Those are our number ones that we read this week. Uh, it's First Things First. Another one done. Now we spin the dice, roll the dice for uh, Marvel, Image, or DC. Uh, and first we're going to talk about Marvel. Then we're going to talk about... Marvel. Marvel. And after that we're going to talk about Image. So we're going to do Marvel, Image, and then DC. Great. Um, i skip straight to the Marvel stack. We've got uh, yeah, a comic that we teased at the beginning of the episode. Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 801. Came out this week. Written by Dan Slott with art by Marcos Martin and Munso <laughs> Vincente. Um, Holy shit, this was such a good-looking
2: book. Such a good-looking book. Just why would you ever get anyone else to draw a comic book other than this He's so good. Uh, Draw Spider-Man forever. Draw everything forever. Of course,
0: this is the art team that uh, we recently uh, spoke very highly of on um, Border? Yeah, Barrier. Barrier. Um, The great um, Brian K. Vaughan uh, image book that he did Mm -hmm. with Marcus Martin and Munza Vincente. Um, And uh, yeah, they they actually say in the... the, um, in their kind of letter section, like, you know, uh, how amazing is it to have have their their work on this issue of Spider-Man? It's like a big deal to, for them to come and do a Marvel mm. book again. So I, I, I like that too. Even though we got a little bit of Marcos Martin art on um, uh, the issue 800 of Spidey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this was just such a treat such from a start to finish. Joy. Um, and, you know, like Dan Slott, like, yeah, you could argue that his run on Spidey went for way too long, but he gets the character. He, he loves does. the character so much and he just gets what's great about the character. Absolutely. And if you if you needed proof of that, then this is what you submit as proof. Absolutely. This issue was a perfect Spider Man story.
2: Yes, it really was. It really like said a lot of the things that make the character special, why he is different to like the rest of the Marvel universe. Why he's different to like every other superhero. Spider Man's probably the greatest
0: but a character explicitly says why why spider-man is yes. different and, and more important than the other heroes in the marvel universe absolutely and it's done not in a way that like it, it's not dan slot writing himself into the book it feels no. it just it feels like like this is one of thousands of new yorkers that mm-hmm. that that thinks that whose life has been positively affected by by spider-man yep. um and you know he even has people in like you know his uh is it his niece Mm-hmm. Um the first superhero she ever see ever sees is Spider-Man and, and she's, and like, she's "Oh, fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> why couldn't he be one of the cool ones?" And uh we get get this great story of, you know, that like the, the the what he what he actually says to Spider-Man is underplaying what an impact Spider-Man has had on his life, but mm. it was so nice. Absolutely. Um it's basically a, a basically a, it, it's in the early days of of Spidey. Um uh he he stops a um he stops the convenience store robbery. Yeah. And, and in, in, in doing so, saves two people's lives, um, one of whom is just a customer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that customer is kind of who we see the rest of this issue from, the mm-hmm. eyes of. It was great. It looks absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. Like, Marcus Martin's art, like, I feel like this is even like, you know, I know he gets, he's someone that people complain about the art of a lot.
2: Really? Yeah, like what's wrong with people? same as
0: like Javier Polito, Like these. I
2: don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. get you people. I know,
0: but like you know, there is like a simplicity maybe to his art that people don't appreciate. Um, it's called sophistication. People. I personally, like, I don't think I I like a, a, a take on Spider Man's outfit more. Sorry, costume mm-hmm. more than uh, <laughs> I like outfit more okay. than uh, more than his take. I just think it's just so so perfect yeah just like it just looks so like it's always in in great poses and in motion and, and just simple and, and and effective
2: absolutely
0: um yeah just you
2: don't need texture on the spider-man suit totally the secret, exactly it's um, a perfect costume on its own
0: but yeah like he just he's it's so good to seeing him do like so much like superhero action in uh-huh, this uh-huh. like even though it's not really like an action-packed book the moments that where he does let loose are just so much fun and so frenetic it's a great scene of uh um, the Spidey kind of like saving a whole bunch of people like a montage mm-hmm. and there's a brilliant bit where he's fighting um, Sandman Dr. Octopus Vulture Electro and, the, and Rhino um, all on the same page and mm-hmm. it's just it's so good yeah it's so great so well it's put together. it's
2: got jokes and it's got sweet moments it's just it's exactly what Dan Slott is best at
0: yeah and it's like it wasn't like an issue where it's like Spidey reflecting on his life it was someone else reflecting on the life of Spidey and mm-hmm. it was so effective because of that absolutely um, one of my favorite favorite issues I've read yeah, this week.
2: I'm gonna keep this issue. Fucking what a good cover too. Yeah, great cover. I love Michael Martin.
0: <laughs> so great. Um, so that is amazing Spider-Man issue number 801. Even if you haven't read all of slots uh, run, um, and I'm there are definitely that issue. there are parts of it that you like that are must reads uh, for, for for Spidey fans. But um, yeah, this issue was just an absolute banger.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, so moving on now to another banger that came out this week was Runaways issue number 10. Um, I feel like I sing the praises of this issue so high every time uh, an issue comes out, but it deserves it every time.
2: Absolutely.
0: It's just, I don't, I can't believe this isn't more celebrated as a comic. Like, I I guess it is niche in that, you know, it does rely on you having read the entirety of Brian K. Vaughan's Runaways Run. But, But, you know,
2: we did this for Queens last month and um, it was a pretty even split of people who had read Runaways and people who hadn't. Right. And some of the girls were like, oh, I didn't really understand, so I went back and I read the Brian K. Vaughan run. But half of them were like, I didn't feel like I needed it. Mm. I understood exactly who all these people were and it was brilliant.
0: So again, this issue was written by Rainbow Ryle with art by Chris Anker and colors by Matthew Wilson. And like, so not only are they just doing like, just like exactly what I want these, you know, the classic runaways characters, the, um, the six of them to be doing or mm-hmm. fire them now. Um, but uh, we also have got um, Julie's, um, Girlfriend Girlfriend uh, No wait Carolina's girlfriend Carolina's girlfriend Julie from the power pack Mm -hmm. and um, she eats a magic cupcake in this issue Mm -hmm. that makes her young Mm -hmm. and um, that has come from one of uh, the actually young teenage uh, character Molly's friends Um, and we get this brilliant backstory for that character Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like all these allusions to um, Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. which are made Just so beautiful by um, all the costume choices by Chris Anker, his design. Like uh, if you actually look at some of her outfits, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. are actually like referencing Alice in Wonderland. Even when even like yeah, all throughout it, and just like the brilliant dynamic between Julie and um, and Carolina and how she relates to um, her and uh, it's not just Alice in Wonderland. Actually, look, fuck, she's Peter Pan. It's like it's like a a cross between Peter Pan and Wendy's dress. Yeah. At the oh man, so good.
2: I just noticed that so perfect. I was like, (laughs) I was like. "Mm." I like how he's given chase chest hair. <laughs> I don't think that's a reference, Chris but it's has, still good.
0: Chris Anker has maybe my favourite comic book um, Twitter bio, and that is I've never drawn a straight person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad.
0: Uh, uh, and then I, there was a great interaction this week where he posted saying, I could just draw Carolina forever. Yeah. And then um, uh, one of our favourites, one of our mm-hmm. favourite writers uh, sent uh, maybe a not, I can't remember who. Maybe um, who writes, who's right? Who uh, who wrote Hawkeye? What's her name? Kelly Thompson. Yeah, I think Kelly Thompson said um, these four would, would beg to differ and posted like a shirtless photo of Chase, a shirtless photo of Star-Lord, a shirtless fo- a f- picture of Thor or something like that. And then he said like every lesbian needs her backup, <laughs> um, backup of shirtless dudes ready to fight for us. Like and this is great. That's <laughs> great. Um, he's a treasure.
2: He's an absolute treasure. And he is so great at like just little cool tiny moments like when Molly and her sort of former now best friend do their little BFF dance but now Molly's sad and like just uh, great, great um, physical comedy and characteristics and I love his girt so much.
0: And like Rambo this is this is her first comic and It's so fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I know. But like she leaves so much space for the art to do the storytelling yeah. and I just feel like that's a quality that so many new comic book writers who get quite high-profile books based off of you know how popular they are as writers or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the lesson that you need to take from from a book like this. Is like you know you you let the art tell the story first and foremost, and then it's your job to add the flair on top of it. In my opinion,
2: absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. That's agree. what makes a good comic,
0: and this comic is just like a just textbook example. Of of uh, like great, they're not even superheroes, but it's still a superhero book. But it's just like you know, it's just balancing so many yes. characters, and you know how who el- like you know you know what what what's going on in all the characters in each scene because of their facial expressions. Yes, and then you just add the reason why they feel like that. Or look Absolutely. Like, that. like it's, yeah.
2: And it's like using the genre to its fullest potential to tell stories about like puberty and growing up and first love and, and relationships and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it, it it feels natural the way that they've done it. And the next issue has such a great cover and I love that it's going to be like a Gert-centric issue. Yep. I just love it so they've, much.
0: That's another thing though. They've, they've balanced this really well with focusing on different members of the team. Yeah. Like you're not making it an so, issue solely about them, but having them be like the main character, in, mm-hmm. like having one of them be the main character in each issue, issue. It's great.
2: This is the book that makes me feel the most like fangirly. You know what I yeah, mean? Me too. Like, which is not a feeling I get very often, but I was like, ooh, now that um, Let, let's look. certain characters have broken up, does that mean other certain characters will get together? Oh my <laughs> God, I love should it. Should we
0: write a letter to, to write-aways, the, uh, the letter section? Yes. Have you ever written, written a letter to a comic before? I never have. Neither. We should do it. So email these days. It couldn't mm, be easier. I Maybe mean, we should do that. Only write letters. The Patreon episode where you make me write an, an email to like we'll pick 10 different things. Th- um, comics. Comics to write to, <laughs> and I have to write and send whatever you tell me yeah. to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, sick.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Runaways number 10. In case, you couldn't, so great. case you couldn't tell, we fr- fucking loved it. It was real good. Read it. Uh, so there was a big event over at Marvel this week. Uh, oh, I should yeah. have I should have read this, and I I, I forgot to. But uh, actually, you, know, you can tell me should I have read this?
2: Okay, this made me laugh a lot because
0: I heard there's an old switcheroo. There
2: is an old switcheroo in this issue, guys. Um, X Men Gold. So, so spoilers spoilers on X Men Gold this is something
0: that you plan to read at some point. We are going to be talking. About Broadly it. about yeah, this Yeah, no, I'm going to talk explicitly Okay, about cool Because it right, it's weird. pretty
2: funny And this is an issue Like, I actually really enjoy this issue And I haven't been enjoying this run at all um, This is by Mark Guggenheim with Art By... David Marquez? David Marquez, exactly oh, fuck, it's look how good this issue. looks um, Really, really beautiful And this is the Colors by wedding Wilson wedding issue too. The wedding issue between Kitty and Colossus The wedding that literally no one gives a fuck about And no one wanted to Including see
0: Including Kitty and Colossus
2: Including Kitty and Colossus So in this issue The night before The wedding um, Kitty has a talk with Magic Iliana, who's really drunk and is like well I think that if you guys were gonna get married you would have already done it and Kitty's like hmm a good point and it leads to the most X-Men moment of all time where they're, everything's going really well and everyone looks really beautiful and it's really happy and Um, kitty puts the ring on colossus's finger and he's like yeah i do and then as he goes to put the ring on (laughs) kitty's finger she phases through his hand
0: oh my god and
2: everyone goes like and then she goes i'm so sorry i don't think i can do this and then (laughs) phases into the ground oh my
0: god that's amazing which
2: is so good right like it's such a good example of like and then powers combined with soap opera, which is like what makes X Men fucking amazing. And then
0: Colossus says, "I don't want to be here anymore." So Nightcrawler bamps yeah! him away. Yeah, so, <laughs> so good. good. <laughs>
2: and then Rogan, um, and then Gambit's like, "Well, share." Look, don't want this beautiful wedding to go to waste. What is that accent? <laughs> that's my Gambit impression. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. No, that's that perfect. So... <laughs> Guys, that is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> anyway, then Rogue and Gambit get married. And now we get a Mr. and Mrs. X comic written by Kelly Thompson. Fucking great great job everyone if i'd known where this was if, I, if i'd known that this is where this whole bullshit was going i would have been into it way before
0: oh so good
2: <laughs> great issue hilarious issue combines all of the things that make x-men great share
0: um how great did
2: you guys not watch the animated series that was exactly what he sounded like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Right in let us know do send us audio <laughs> yes. of you doing a um, <laughs> <laughs> of, of Gambit,
2: perfect, it's absolutely perfect. X Men Gold <laughs> no one number can thirty. Tell
0: me it's the, the finale of X Men Gold too.
2: Yes, thank God.
0: The, he did a good issue. Yeah, he, and he gets to thank God. All yes, right. you're thanking him. He's your guide. One
2: good him. issue does not make up for twenty nine shitty issues. It's
0: a brilliant cover by Phil Noto as well.
2: Yeah, but just the moment of Kitty's hand phasing through Colossus's will uh, live with me for a long time. That's great,
0: and then what a cool like you know thing to pull.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Hilarious. Good Especially because it's like, I feel like
0: every week you're like, who wants this to happen? No one wants this to happen.
2: And turns out yeah. no one wanted it to happen. That's so good. Good job, Kitty.
0: Well done, X-Men. Um, so uh, we got a new issue of The Avengers, issue number three, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, written by Jason Aaron, with art by Ed McGuinness, um, as well as Paco Medina. Um, plus we have um, inks by Juan Velasco, Mark Morales, Jay Leaston, and colors by David Curiel. It's a long lineup of uh, artists, mm-hmm. and it really felt like it too. Yeah. Um, I think it may be in case of Paco Medina being pulled in at last minute to try and Hold save, out, this, save this issue. Uh, yeah, because Ed's pages look incredible, and Paco Medina's do not look up to his usual standard. Um, there's a lot of, uh, lot of details missing from, uh, not, not all of his pages, but some of his pages are, mi- are missing a lot of uh, key features. The poor dude. Mm. Um, But uh, as a whole, this book is like just kind of fluff and I'm fine with reading it, but it's not, it's definitely not up to par in terms of Jason Aaron's other books.
2: Yeah. I sort of feel like a bit all over the place. Like I I didn't think issue one was that great. And then I thought that issue two was amazing. And then I'm sort of back to being like, oh yeah, I guess. I'll
0: never drop a book like this because it's so effortless to read. Yeah. Um, But I will. It is. Oh, really?
2: I mean, not yet, but I'm happy to drop anything, really.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I, I just I could never drop a Jason Aaron written Avengers. Like it, it could be the worst, and I would, <laughs> and I would debate with you. Mm. Um, you know, like we're still, we've we've almost read fifty issues yeah, of Batman by Don King. I uh, I've done that. Um, and I keep reading it, friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Avengers uh, issue number three. Um, the you know the team isn't quite a team yet. There are multiple moments where someone someone will say we're not Avengers. Yeah. Um, and uh We're just
2: doing some avenging.
0: Yeah. Freelance. So I, I think this, this definitely will go somewhere interesting. But I feel like this and Justice League, which we're gonna talk about soon, I don't I don't need these to be like fortnightly books. That's yes. That's the the key thing here. If you're telling this enormously epic story, tell it month to month.
2: Yeah, and I would just rather get one Ed McGuinness issue yes. than two half Ed McGuinness issues. Yeah. As so the whatever. old saying goes, I think this story
0: will get to, get to a great point soon, but it, it's not—it's not at the level of greatness that I was hoping so far.
2: Agreed. Um, I do like Jason Aaron's voice for um, the magic guy. You sound like Dr. a cat Strange. just there.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> you know, cat wants you to stroke it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think he nails the voice on a lot of the characters on this, but mm-hmm. I just—the story is not there yet. Agreed. Um, so we got the final issue of Mark Waid's Captain on, America. Wait, hang We doing run. Image next? Yeah, it's, it's oh. a Marvel book
2: oh, sorry, <laughs> just because I don't read it. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. There's three more Marvel books to go.
0: <laughs> uh, it's Captain America, issue number 704, written by Mark Waid with awesome fucking art by Leonardo Romero, who I hope sticks around somewhere and does a good book with someone because I love him so much. He's
2: very, very, very good. Is he going to do West
0: Coast Avengers with Kelly?
2: That'd be I awesome. Don't know.
0: Um, Jordi Belair, of course, uh, rounding out this good trio, um, and I thought this is a really good farewell to the character um, by Mark Wade. Of course, I mean he's Mark Wade. He'll probably return to the character two years from now, yeah, because he always does. But um, I think this th- his run was not my favorite Captain America run. It was not my favorite Mark Wade run, but it had moments of really, really good uh, stories, and I think mm-hmm. this last arc was absolutely one of them. Um, this is the one set in the future with a, an ancestor of sorry, a, a descendant of of Steve Rogers in a world where. Um, all people of earth have been given the super, the super soldier serum. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's ended up him with him having to team up with red skull in order to take down, um, take down the Kree, um, who have been, here's the best thing about this issue. Um, so it's, uh, the, the Kree have been, um, administering, basically forcing the soldier serum on, uh, on earth people mm-hmm. uh to to breed, breed them as train them to become their own like enslaved soldiers mm-hmm. and um the descendant of steve rogers has to team up with 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 uh red skull so this issue is called the Cree skull wall yeah. good very good stuff but um yeah again like not the big <laughs> worth s- it for the pun worth it but like everything is always worth it for the pun <laughs> um but uh yeah like i this issue definitely wasn't the big um the big kind of like emotional send off uh, for for the character, which was kind of good. It was just like this, just a really really solid, solid story that didn't actually feature Captain America, but had the values that Captain America represents within it. Well, that's cool. And great art by Romero. Uh, so very very soon we get uh, Tana Coats on Captain America.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about Super that. Super exciting. Do you know he's doing a talk at the Opera House soon? Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Like
0: to I want I want to how much it'll be about comics though i've been burned going to comic related events and uh, them not being as much about comics as i was hoping yeah like when grant morrison was interviewed by gerard way and it ended up being more about gerard way than grant morrison
2: yeah i mean i think that has to do with the audience i don't think i don't think the hall full of screaming teen girls was like tell (laughs) us more about the invisibles grant
0: what's the filth really about (laughs) <laughs> um, Doctor Strange issue number two is another book written by Mark Wade this week i by... gone off Mark Wade heavily well, uh, this is written by Jesus Say, Sorry, Art by Jesus Say, which is why I stuck around to see if Wade gave him some more cool things to draw in the second issue mm-hmm. my biggest criticism of the first issue was that it was entirely narrated by an outside narrator and like just really didn't allow his, his art to shine because mm. it just described what was happening in every panel mm. unnecessarily, and that narration is back for half of this issue again. Cool. Um, and then when it goes away, it's like yeah, like Doctor Strange is in space now looking for magic, um, and he meets like a hot alien um, who yeah, obviously, and they they team up and it's just kind of dull. Like, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm not going to be reading this run, which is a bummer because I've 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 loved having Doctor Strange in my uh, in my regular reading um, these last couple years. Aaron and um uh Coates did mm-hmm. not to Coates Cates. 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 Um did great job. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie Coates and Tanaheese Cates. <laughs> Make it happen. Amal- amalgam issue. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um so uh final comic, uh, and this is another one that I said I wasn't gonna read this week, but I did anyway. Daredevil oh, nice. Issue number six hundred and four. Now, I thought you were liking Daredevil. I am, but it's one of those ones I can, get, you know, I can go with it, go without it if I want. Written Absolutely. by Charles Soule. Great art by Mike Henderson, One of the main reasons I read. Um, Good colors by Matt Millersu. Um, so all of the city is in lockdown, um, and uh, Matt Murdoch has been made the mayor because the previous mayor, Kingpin, has been taken out by the hand and is uh, unconscious, while the hand wreaks havoc and sprays fear gas into the city. Um, and who should come and help out Mount Murdoch, who's uh, who needs to be exercised? Uh, but his priest, and we learn that his priest comes from like a uh, a religious order of like actual knights <laughs> who have been fighting evil for centuries upon centuries since the dawn, since the age of kings and queens and crusades. Great! Great. Uh, no, it was so there silly. There
2: kings and queens. What is he talking about?
0: Oh, sorry, that was, that was me. Right, okay, it was me. Barely describing what I read. Um.
2: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Secret order of religious nights.
0: It's, it's super fun.
2: We listen to all the things that Jesus said, except for the bits about not killing.
0: There's a great bit where Matt Burdock says, Father Jordan, you're a parish priest. I just walked into your church one night randomly, and now you're telling me you're Van Helsing? <laughs>
2: If he was handheld. So
0: yeah, he, he and he he and some other like flying priests <laughs> helped Daredevil take down the hand.
2: Okay, I would have been on board if you'd said flying nuns. <laughs> that would have been
0: sick. Uh maybe there might be a nun in there. There
2: should be more there should be more weird religious overtones. This is
0: awesome though. It's so silly and cool. Mm. But um and then Catholicism
2: is like one of the silliest religions. It really
0: is. Um and uh yeah, um so Foggy is acting as mayor while Daredevil fights uh the hand with priests, and then who should tell Foggy to get the fuck out of his seat? But a recently woken up kingpin.
2: Why was he in a coma?
0: Because uh, the hand fucked him up, oh. like fired like a hundred arrows into him.
2: Nice. Well, they,
0: they don't know that like the, that uh, that kingpin's actual kryptonite is hundred and one <laughs> arrows. One too short. Let's talk about Image Comics, Siobhan. You've been waiting yes, for it is. all episode. We can talk about the finale to a series that we've loved called The Beef.
2: I got in trouble at Queens yesterday because someone I. Do a thing where, like, everyone we go around the circle and everyone says, like, a cool thing that they're reading at the moment. And I mentioned something that I was reading, and then the like, well next to me started. And then I was like, Oh, no, wait, the beef as well. And I told, got told that was rude. Oh, well. Um, but it's your night. you can it. do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. It's my fucking club, guys. If you
0: want to get talked over by Siobhan, you should join Queens of Kings. <laughs> That is, d- like, d- that is a lot of what the evening is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you cop it a lot on this podcast. I feel like I talk over you every second paragraph. But um, uh, you've got to give it back to somebody. Absolutely. And why not people who choose to be in your presence? Well, exactly. <laughs> Once a month at King's Comics, the, uh, the last Sunday of every month, uh, Siobhan and a whole bunch of awesome women or non-binary mm-hmm. binary comic book readers hang out and talk about uh, one comic that month mm-hmm. and a bunch of other um, awesome issues, yep. um, like comic mm-hmm. issues.
2: Uh, also life issues. Wow. that's uh, where we all learn and grow. And last
0: laugh. night you talked about the, the uh, anthology Brazen. Yep. And next month, what are you talking about?
2: Uh, don't know yet. Facebook.com Sh- slash Queens of Kings. <laughs> if you have any recommendations, I'm open to them, but I'll probably just do something that I like anyway. How about, Maybe how about the,
0: the beef? beef? The beef issue five. Tell us about it, Siobhan.
2: Um, so this is written by Richard Starkings. Who, what's he done? Why um, do we like know him? Like Elephant Man. Okay, cool. Yeah. Bizarre. Um. Elephant uh, me- is it
0: Elephant Men? Elephant Men.
2: Yes. So he wrote the plot, script and letters and then Tyler Shainline writes the script and then Shaky Kane is on art and colours. And this is a book that is 50% PSA about the dairy and meat industry and 50% sort of weird underground superhero monster man book.
1: Yep. And I also, also it. Immigration.
2: Also Immigration. Yep. Um, I think it's really like funny and clever and like I love the illustrations. I think it's so like... Vibrantly horrible Yes um, And it's genuinely affected My meat eating habits Well, And
0: my, my, my milk drinking habits too Yes
2: <laughs> Fucking hell Yeah I don't want to say anything That's in it Because it's too horrifying Any book that has like A magic Gandhi Made out of milk as well <laughs> Yeah It's a good book to he, me He
0: became a main character Towards the end of this run
2: And like the ending Is like genuinely sad And affecting And the good guys Don't really win No No Nothing really is resolved; it just continues on. And I think that's like, it's a really solid book.
0: Yeah, and it was like, it's kind of like you can you can take this as like a, um, like a peer into a, a world of madness, or mm-hmm. you can take this as a like completely social commentary, mm-hmm. um, especially on America, mm-hmm. um, which pretty pretty timely. Um, Absolutely. Um, or you can read it as like this bizarre superhero book. Exactly. A and horror works, book, almost. Yeah. It works
2: on so many levels and is so beautifully designed as well like all the covers are so gross and weird
0: also if you wanted like to get into the the dairy industry this gives you a few tips of like you know what what you can expect
2: yeah you gotta put your whole
0: hand inside a cow's butt that's nice and uh, if you
2: wanna set up your own abattoir
0: yeah it's fucked off, isn't
2: it yeah i was telling my dad about this and he was like yeah when i was eight years old my uncle took me to an abattoir he's like i never really recovered (laughs) He's like, I can still see it if I close my eyes. So Awful.
0: Really cool, really cool um, series. Very different and fun, but also like pretty confronting. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll definitely let you know when the trade comes out.
2: Yeah. If you're already vegetarian or vegan and want to feel good about yourself, I recommend getting the beef.
0: <laughs> um, so also from Image This Week, we got the second issue of Flavor, which was a book that we loved the first issue of, written by Joseph Keating with art by Wook Jin Clark, colours by Tamara Bonvalon. Um, and... Uh, this is a, a book about, uh, like, a, it's like a heightened kind of fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Only slightly heightened. Hmm. Um, but food plays a, a huge role in everyone's lives, much more than, almost like the world is a reality TV show.
2: And almost like... like Hierarchy
0: of... Of, uh, of chefs. Yeah.
2: And being a, sh- like, it seems as though in this world, the best thing that you can be, and maybe even the only thing that you can be, is a chef.
0: Yeah. And so th- th- this deals with, um, like, some of the more... Upper class, um, children like children of people in positions of power have gone Mm -hmm. to to cook with uh, a very mysterious figure wearing like a strange costume, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where the stakes are quite high for them to learn how to like cook professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, we have the flip of that, which is our our kind of protagonist who is cooking in her family's restaurant with her um, recently returned brother, um, uncle, uh, uncle, uncle, who we who we learn in this has a dark past. But what I love about this. Comic is that like, like that sound, that's a lot to take in my description of it just now, but it doesn't feel like that when you're no. reading it. It's a, uh, it, it, I complain a lot on this show about comics that try too much to build the world before hooking you with the characters, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this does the exact opposite. This is a, a character based. Book that everything you see is is from the point of view of a character you, you care about. So mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they care, you care, and you they trickle elements of the outside world or the greater world, like each each issue. Like we're only two issues in. We don't. There's so much mystery about this world, not to the point where it feels like a confusing thing to read, but no. you don't feel overwhelmed by like fuck. What, I'm gonna have to remember all this shit. Absolutely. It it, it it really really guides you into the story really well, and I think like like that that's my favorite thing about it.
2: Absolutely. And it's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. The art is like luminous. The colors are so vibrant. And each character is individual. And there's so much that's sort of. Is built into them.
0: Yeah, I, my my one complaint is that the first issue had a brilliant uh, early on in the issue double page spread, mm-hmm. which allowed Luke Jean Clark to actually draw the world that we're in, mm-hmm. um, so much of it. And there's not. An, I was hoping we get an equivalent of that each issue, because um, we see some like at least two new locales in uh, in this uh, in this issue, but we don't really get that.
2: Oh, I'm sad. Did you read the? The back matter, the how flavor works. It. Yeah, yeah. It, so is it cool.
0: This is like the one, the, the only book that has its own food consultant, mm. um, Ali Buzari, and uh, as well as like kind of consulting on what food should look like and how they talk about food in this comic. Uh, Ali also writes um, like back matter about their experiences with food or how what 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 what, uh, what humans' reaction to food is. Yeah, it's it's a pretty fun yeah book.
2: I do love this. Yeah. I love comics about food. I love food. I love cooking. I love this whole vibe.
0: So the homework assignment in advance of the third issue of Flavor coming out. The next time you eat anything, dig into the entire flavor. What are each of your senses feeding you? Where are you? How do you feel? Who are you with? What memories are swirling up? Flavor happens in your head, not on a spoon. Very true. Um, and this book is great. It's very good. Really good. It features an, an, an almost talking dog as well. If yeah. That, if, that, if that's all you need to be won over. I know a lot of readers uh, are. Love so, a good
2: talking dog. <laughs>
0: check it out. Um, So Siobhan It was a very good week For Image this week It really was Uh, We got another um, Of my favourite recent series The second last issue I learned. I think this this has got One more issue left Uh, Infidel Is the name of this uh, Kind of modern horror comic Mm -hmm. um, Which um,
2: Socially conscious horror
0: Which for some reason I still read As if it's set in the UK But it's definitely set in New York I don't know why
2: it does have a weird UK vibe. Well, I, I think kind it's just of also almost thought that as well.
0: because it feels like a classic Vertigo book, I guess. Um, this has been written by Pornsak Pichichote. I am sorry, Pornsak, for fucking your name up five times now. Constantly. Um, art by Aaron Campbell and uh, colors by Jose Villarubia. Um, and uh, this book is about um an apartment block that has some ghosts in it. Yeah. Um, and we kind of learn in this issue that if you are white. You can't see the ghosts, yeah. and the ghosts also Fuck. don't. The ghosts seem to only be ta- attacking people of color, mm. um, and uh, we, like we've we've gone from like the the first few issues. We're told from um, uh, a, like the 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 girlfriend of um, like she's basically a a, 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 um, a Middle Eastern um, Muslim um, girlfriend uh, who she's just
2: moved in with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's mother. Mother and her boyfriend's daughter That's from right. a previous relationship, um, and then the ghost started attacking, and now the mother's dead, and everyone's in hospital. Yeah, and, and so it's up to and, her and, friend and to she, yeah, so she's
0: on. not the protagonist anymore.
2: She's in a coma. Yeah, exactly. So we have a new new
0: protagonist, and normally that would be like, oh, what the fuck's going on? But uh, the storytelling is very strong, and, mm-hmm. and you immediately, even though I don't remember what this character has done previous in the previous issues, mm-hmm. um, I felt. Like she, she slotted into the story really well, and for sure, it's like become a mystery book now. Yep, um, and some horrific shit still happens in this, it's still mm-hmm. got some horror vibe. And when this book goes full horror, the artwork is very striking and yeah. confronting. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this. this. This is a great series,
2: it's really good. It's a really, really, really good comic with like really intelligent, sort of, uh like almost get out style definitely yeah. um, social commentary but using the genre of horror to like say some cool shit
0: yeah so it's like you know how would you respond to different people mm-hmm. depending on like like things that they claim to have seen mm-hmm. that you can't see exactly yeah it's great great series infidel check it out one more issue to go we got the third issue of Skyward which is the image series about what would happen if they turned gravity off. Um, one day everyone wakes up and then starts floating into the air because gravity. There's no more gravity on Earth anymore. Uh, oh written, no! Written by Joe Henderson with art by Lee Garbett and colors by Antonio Fabela. Um, this is the yeah the third issue of this book. Um, and uh, we see our main character. What's her name? I
2: don't know. Gravity Girl. Floaty McFloat Float.
0: float. <laughs> um, we see her basically. We, she's she has gone to a part of uh, America where they have used technology to create like magnetized feet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we learn a lot about how this part of the world works now that like, you know, there's no gravity, how they, how they grow their food, how they, Mm -hmm. um, or we don't explicitly learn how they grow their food, but they learn that like, you know, that they had to make changes so they could. There's also like a brilliant kind of moment where she stumbles into a sex education class about how that's different now.
2: (laughs) Can a girl get pregnant if someone's junk is in the air and you know, floats in <laughs> turns out no can't happen um good
0: yeah and it's great and there's like you know like you know family drama and and kind of like uh double crossing mm-hmm, espionage mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. um it's fun It's a really fun action comic totally yeah
2: like this is one of those ones where you're like oh this is the silliest concept of all time <laughs> i don't know why i like this and then you read it you're like oh this is actually like that's actually quite compelling that's a fun story and there's tons of personalities so, and yeah
0: really enjoy this series good. real good yeah, Gideon Falls, another horror book um, ah. by Jeff Lemire, with it's up such a spooky by evening, Andrea spooky comics. Sorrentino and Dave Stewart was the scariest one. Archie superheroes versus Crusaders, whatever. Super teens versus Crusaders. Yes, real spooky stuff. Um, but uh, again yeah, this is a uh, the their their kind of book about a mysterious black barn. That only certain people in this small town can see, and one of them is a uh, recently moved into the area parish priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have someone who's been diagnosed uh, with mental illness that mm-hmm. sees, um, uh, like a his psychiatric help, and his doctor can now see the black barn too, and is worried that she's going crazy too. And there's this brilliant moment where she can see into the black barn as somebody like hurt someone within the barn Mm. and the panel turns into like these series of cubes Mm -hmm. with like one layer of the cubes being what she sees and the other layer being what he sees. Really, really cool panel layout. Very strange kind of.
2: Sorrentino is doing some like really interesting shit with this book.
0: Definitely. It's so scratchy and unsettling the whole way through. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, like, yeah, we're learning more about the people in this town. I really like uh, the the cop. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think the, the priest is a is a is a great character too. As you learn more about him and the kind of sorrows he's left behind, or have been forced to leave behind, and in this world that, it, that it's not not much is not certainly not better at all. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's
2: a spooky black barn, everyone, and it's yep. coming to get you. I have
0: no concept what the black barn represents or what it means, but looking no. forward to finding out.
2: Spooky horses. That's where you keep your spooky horses.
0: Yeah, so it's not really like a f- out and out horror book spooky the whole hair. way through. It's just like it's like learning about this shitty little town which is something that Lemire loves doing.
2: It's pretty scary.
0: Yeah, but then it has these like, yeah, but it's not the whole time, uh, you're not like, oh, what's
2: on the next page? <laughs>
0: like, which is like kind of what Infidel does sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah two good books, though. Absolutely. Love Final them. image book for the week, Deadly Class, issue number 35. Uh, and I've met, I've said the words great auction comic a couple times this episode, but this was a great great auction comic. comic. Written by Rick Remender, with art by Wes Craig, and um, colors by Jordan Boyd. Um, this... I mean, this is another one of those classic image books where you can't really talk about too much of the plot because we're so far into this now and I don't want to spoil shit for those of you reading in trade. Mm-hmm. You should all be reading it, uh, however you can read it. Um, singles, absolutely. digitals, trades, however you can do it mm-hmm. legally. Uh, read this book, absolutely, because it is, it's... is—it's Remender at his best. Yes. Doing like, you know, larger than life, kind of like angsty, adolescent... Yes. ...melodrama, but like selling it really well and having these characters be so likeable and so tragic. And so when bad shit happens to them constantly, even though, you, you know, we're 35 issues now and bad shit happens to them every issue, mm-hmm. you're still like,
2: no, fuck, mm-hmm. get out of this one. just gotten away. Yeah, exactly. This book, for, like, it's so, like, bursting at the seams with, like, energy. Everything feels like it's about to, like, spill out off the page. So
0: much of that is because of Wes Craig's incredible, unique, Just like frantic and frenetic art, yeah.
2: Um, But also, it is like, because it is so much about like growing up in puberty and like your parents and. Or, like relationships and stuff, and it is, it feels like it really encapsulates like the feeling of being a teenager in this like bizarre over the top story about like a school for assassins. Well,
0: no, it's so funny to think that that's what this book was originally about because it couldn't, yeah. it's so far from it's what not that about is a now. School of assassins anymore. And they're, it, they're turning it into a TV show, mm. and I just I, I don't, I don't want that to happen. happen. <laughs> no, I
2: don't, I don't at all because it's not going to be illustrated by Wes Craig. So, what's the point, friends? Um, but I just think it really sort of captures some kind of essence of like that, those extreme highs and lows that you go through as a teenager. Except they have guns. Except with guns. <laughs>
0: uh, it, it gets really heavy in parts, but there's a, because the dialogue between all the characters is so strong, especially mm-hmm. now we've, you know, we know, even the newer class members we know so well. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it's just so, so much fun to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Deadly Class, uh, my favorite of Rick Remender's books being published currently. Absolutely. Um, now we're talk about some DC books. Yeah. Starting with uh, Man of Steel, issue number four of six, written by Brian Bendis. This one has, uh, every issue of this Man of Steel series has new artists. And uh, on this issue, we get Kevin Maguire um, and uh, Alex Sinclair on colors. Um, and I am just really enjoying this series. I know. It's, it's just really fun. Really like kind of simple, fun Superman story.
2: Yep. I mean, Uh, in a like crazy, a giant alien from space has destroyed the bottle city of Kandor and is trying to kill all Kryptonians. So
0: what about that is not a normal Superman story?
2: (laughs) Totally. But it's like, it does have that sort of intimate small scale feeling, even though it's a giant, crazy cosmic story.
0: They keep flashing back to something that we saw in the first issue that Jason Fabok drew. Um, I'm not sure the significance of that just yet. I'm looking forward to finding that out. It's like him trying to protect his family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in this issue um, We learn more about uh, Oh wait, no We, we do see what happens in that flashback in this issue But every, every, every time Every time we see more of it, we see it go a bit further mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so yeah there's a, there's a There's a big spooky alien monster That's come to Earth to uh, cleanse The universe of what remains Of the Kryptonians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And he starts with the bottle of Kandor and uh, in this issue, makes his way uh, to Superman and those close to Superman. So there's some great moments for Supergirl. Um, and uh, we assume that John and Lois are somewhere too. Yeah. Uh, it's just great. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not overly complex. Um, every issue ends on like kind of a cliffhanger, but mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I wonder how that's going to wrap up as opposed to, oh my
2: God. Yeah.
0: It's just like a, just a solid story.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Bendis is killing it. Bendis should have come ages ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So now we talk about Batman. All right, issue number forty-nine. The best man is the name of this issue. It's uh, part two of the uh, kind of mini bit where we have uh, the Joker um, hanging out in a in a church, killing an entire wedding party because he wasn't invited to Batman and Catwoman's wedding. And this is a big showdown between him and Catwoman, and it's very talky.
2: What? That's not Tom King at all. Written by
0: Tom King with art by Mikael Janin. I love Mikael Janin. Yeah, me too. Great colors by June Chung as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and like I overall, I love his design of of, uh, of the Joker. But in this issue, um, quite early on, um, both Catwoman and Joker strike each other and have to lie down, holding their insides in, um, so they don't die. Um, and uh, while they're doing this, they're kind of just,
2: they just have
0: chats, having chats about their past and their relationship with Bruce and. It's a whole lot of nothing, really.
2: Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah. The Joker is his girlfriend. We get it. <laughs> Le- Lego oh, Batman. they can't exist without each other. Lego we Batman get it. already did it. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're saying, Tom King. Uh,
0: I, I do like that this Joker is obsessed with finding the perfect joke. So Catwoman makes him laugh at one point and, mm-hmm. he, and But this issue ends with her laughing.
2: <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think the wedding is going to go to plan?
0: Maybe, Maybe she'll phase through Bruce's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and and, babs, and oh, babs and Nightwing will get married oh instead. God. That would be cool. I imagine that was the plan all along. And then they just got like, <laughs> like fuck, <laughs> fucking Marvel.
2: <laughs> this was when we were going to reveal her latent mutant powers, The phasing ability. Oh, no. You know,
0: how all cats phase. But, yeah, I think once this wedding's over, even though in the next – like, they keep – teasing like things coming like i'm like oh dr freeze is coming mr freeze is coming up and illustrated like, by lee weeks th- that mm. that's i know the art is always just too enticing to not keep reading
2: oh miss martian's coming back in titans i still don't want to read it though
0: no but uh yeah i'm like there there are there are so many things coming up on the horizon in batman that i'm like oh yeah i'll stick around for that i'll stick around for that but like
2: uh, i really hate like uh, i know i'm just like so anti like I didn't even hate this issue I, like, I, I quite like Tom King's voice for the Joker except for when he starts doing things like saying things Um, I need him to hit me to bleed me yeah um, yeah I don't know cool super duper it's a little
0: too sane yeah. as well like like he's, he's like Joker's thought about this too much yeah and that doesn't mesh well with um, with uh, my what my take on the Joker normally is anyway whatever it's Tom King's take not mine yeah. Justice League, issue number two, written by Scott Snyder with incredible art by Jorge Jimenez. Um, and uh, colours by Somebody Sanchez. That's a good name, actually.
2: Somebody Sanchez? Somebody Sanchez. Absolutely.
0: Um, Alejandro Sanchez, also a good name. Also a good name. Um, and, yeah, so this is uh, the second part of this uh, newly formed Justice League's team's adventures as uh, they try and recruit uh, John Stewart and um, using a really cool way of... Uh, uh, having Swamp Thing show a vision of mm-hmm, Batman mm-hmm. through a flower on board uh, John Stewart's spacecraft.
2: I'm on board with almost everything about this book other than the main plot.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I feel similarly about Avengers, but at least mm-hmm. I can ignore the main plot in Avengers, whereas this beats you over the head with it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I love all of the character inter- interactions. I love mm-hmm. the, the team. I love that the, there's a new... Um, uh, not Injustice League, whatever it's called, Legion of Supervillains. Legion Villains. of Doom. Legion of Doom. That um with a very fun, evil Luther yes. um at, at the head of it.
2: But you know what I hate? I hate I hate this new fucking more green lanterns. More lanterns. What do you mean more more, more lanterns? More different lanterns. The oh the colors. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet, core exactly. Of all of the secret feelings that you have. What? Shut yeah. up.
0: Hopefully that's gonna be they will just that'll just punch <laughs> that ring out of off John Stewart and he'll be fine. But yeah. I hope so Um,
2: Also do you think That baby is the spectre I think that baby Is the spectre Okay so there's a baby baby. In this issue Scott Snyder loves babies
0: Baby versions We've got baby Darkseid How old's old's Darkseid now
2: He's a full grown adult Oh boring Last time I read Wonder Woman I know Boring What if we were all babies Oh right I was was trying to think Of who
0: who wears a green He's only wearing Like a green Little Green nappy pants
2: Yeah He's got a green uh, Blanket Draped over his junk and it, then Gorilla Grodd picks him up and goes, my God, the power. And he starts glowing against space. And I think it's the specter.
0: Yeah. No, it I could, could well be. Um, yeah, look, I, I I thought it was good, but yeah. I, I think that there's there's great sorry there's great parts to this book. Yeah, I
2: know. I kept like oh, clo- um. But but
0: where I'm where I'm like waiting for the, the Avengers story to reveal itself. I want this story to go away.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd like it if they were just a regular Legion of Doom doing a regular trying to take over yeah, the planet. Yeah, totally. Not whatever the fuck they're trying to do.
0: Like we're gonna turn all the money in the world to fish.
2: Yes, that's <laughs> what I want. I do like the return to like Sinestro's classic, um, classic silly costume. Yep. Yep. Except it's purple now. Except it's purple now. Because it's new, the new feelings. All of those secret feelings that you have.
0: I'll stick with it for a little bit longer, but yes. I don't know how much of this I can do.
2: <laughs> Agreed.
0: Injustice 2, <clears throat> I said while reading this uh, to some of our friends, I said, uh, I think this may be my favorite DC comic right oh, now. Oh man,
2: fuck. I, you know what? I even was like, Just I'm going to that this week. And then I was like, no, Red Lanterns.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's so much fun though. Okay. Do you want me to give you a little summation of what's going on in Justice 2 right now? Yes, please. Because the, uh, the 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 kind of Linking comic to uh, the uh, DC um, fighting game, Injustice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, written by Tom Taylor, who's been writing this almost from the start. That he had a little brief uh, patch where he wasn't writing it, but he, he wrote the beginning and he's writing it now. Uh, Tom Taylor, then art by uh, Daniel Sampierre, pierre um, with inks by Juan Albaran, Daniel saint and colors by Rex Locus. Um, and of course, this is like a kind of, you know, not our version of the DC universe. So it's like slightly darker in that people, people die, die, but the writing is so much lighter than mm. what we get elsewhere at DC. It's so much fun. They have so much fun with all the characters. Basically, um, after, like, siding with an evil Superman mm-hmm. um, in the first year of Injustice uh, and uh, kill- allowing a lot of people to be to be killed um, because of that, um, Hal Jordan is now um, depowered and taken prisoner by the Green Lanterns, um, except he, his, he has a vision of the, unfortunately, you're going to hate this, but your favorite Green Lantern is dead in this universe.
2: Oh no, guy.
0: Yeah, Guy Gardner Aww. dead. But he is uh, basically Hal is haunted by a like a vision of yes. guy who just is just like talking to him constantly that no one else can see. Yes. which is just so much fun. Best I, it, of Guy Gardner ex- in a long time. Exactly. Um and uh, <clears throat> like he, they get they get visited by um by the Red Lanterns and um they're they're trying to like kill all the Green Lanterns and um. Hal tries to step in, and in doing that, the um, one of the recently killed Red Lantern's rings flies off him and onto Hal. Ugh. And they're like, "Oh no, why, why, Hal?" And it's like, "How, why, how could you know what, what does what does Hal hate?" Mm. And he hates himself. <laughs> so he, so he, he wields, he now wields the Red Lantern ring.
2: What? It's so, I don't know if I do like that. No, no, it's really, really He's good. powered by self-loathing? Yeah. Cool.
0: <laughs> um, meanwhile, we have, like, great moments between... Uh, An old cre- lady? Yeah. Um, oh, is that Mark Kent? Yeah, Mark Kent with, uh, with Superboy and... Um, Which
2: Superboy? Is it John or is it Connor? Uh,
0: Connor. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and Supergirl's really good in this too. Um, basically, Connor and Supergirl um, say that, like, you know, the, all the Titans are gone. And they're like, and, and Connor, Connor's like, but what are you suggesting? And, and she says, well, I'm suggesting it's time we did some recruiting.
2: Hey, new yeah, Titans. That's great. Yeah, it's really
0: great. So look, it, I think it's a good jumping on point now. <laughs> okay. Hal Jordan right. is a I'm Red right Lantern right. now and they're going to make new Teen Titans. Yes, please. Go and do it. All right. The Wild Storm, issue number 14, written by Warren Ellis, with art by John Davis Hunt and Steve Bucciolato. Uh Every now and then, we get an issue of this, which is just like, yep, that is about as good as a yep. as an action scene could ever be in a comic book. Yep. Good action this week.
2: John Davis Hunt is extremely talented.
0: Yeah, so, so good. But just like, especially at these like frantic kind of... I've said frantic so many times. There's a but few, big,
2: th- like just big balls out action scenes where we have like you know like small
0: panels that focus on like you know a bullet slowly moving and then other panels like a great use of colors as well Mm -hmm, to to mm -hmm. kind of you know portray some of the more uh hectic parts of the of the action um story-wise like this is everything feels like it's slotting into place now yeah um which it should 14 issues in yeah um Uh, yeah I I really really enjoy it I forget I I guess a lot of the kind of reveals of which what some of the characters names are is lost on me because I don't know the Wildstorm characters that well
2: yeah I was reading this just before you got here and I was just shouting at Jim trying to figure out who everyone was
0: who's Hawksmore yeah
2: yeah. who's who's Alexandra Fairchild (laughs) and uh, if I just kept reading I would have found out without having to yell at Jim
0: yeah but really really great issue just so much fun to absolutely uh, to to read
2: not fun. There's, like, very few jokes or, like, oh, fun things. But, like, fun in it's a... It's really fun. It's just this huge, big, crazy, intergalactic superhero book. Yeah. It's good. It's really, really fun. Also has a reference to The League of Gentlemen. Did you rather, did you like The League of Gentlemen? No. Oh, never mind then.
0: <laughs> I've never read it.
2: Oh, uh, it's a TV show. You know, with that oh, weirdo... not The League of Extraordinary. No, no, actually. no. The League of Gentlemen. The,
0: the British... Queen? Yeah. All oh, right. Well, what was the reference?
2: They're drinking, he's drinking out of a mug that says a local shop for local people.
0: Oh, right. Cool. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those shows that when you re- revisit it now, you're like, ugh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of elements that have not necessarily aged well. Papa Lazaro is like uh, a bit blackfacey for 2018.
0: Yeah. It's like, I, I really love the Canadian sketch group, the kids in the hall. Okay. They did so much blackface. <laughs>
2: Is that where Drake's Blackface picture came from? No, no, it
0: wasn't, believe it or not. If only. Um, Cave Carson has an interstellar eye, came out through Young Animal this week, the DC imprint that is... uh not, not long has not long to live on this world.
2: Yeah, I didn't read this because I was sort of like, nah, I'm not loving this arc, and I know that it's finishing soon. So okay, I just kind of was like, nah, I'm just not gonna.
0: Who? Which of us is dumber? I'm only reading this because it's ending soon.
2: <laughs> I don't I, know. I've made it this Equally far. Dumb. Yeah,
0: I made it this far. I may as well keep reading. I don't know. I'm not really enjoying this either. I'm definitely yeah. the dumb one. Yeah. You shouldn't read things you don't enjoy. Agreed. Um, John Rivera is writing this with uh, art by Michael and Avon. Oh shit! I dropped the recorder. <laughs> We're still recording. We're still Yay. good. Just gonna be on the floor now. Um uh art by Michael Avon Oming and um, Nick Filati on colours. It looks great. Um and the story is like just more convoluted and yeah. there's moments of really great like character bits between Cave and his daughter, but I just don't follow what's happening panel on the panel, and
2: I think it'll read better in trade. Honestly, I know we say that a lot, but I think it will because trying to keep up with this really bizarre story month to month is a is a tough job. Well,
0: it's like really, really high concept, but also there's like the the creators don't seem to care. At the same time, it's like too cool for the for the, for the story that it's telling. Mm, um, maybe, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, whatever. Cool art though. Great art. Um, deathbed issue number five, another book that I'm only reading because there's one more issue to go. That's a good
1: issue, this though. This is a good issue,
0: though. Written by Joshua Williamson with art by Riley Rossimo, Colours by Ivan Placencia. This is the book about the uh, adventurer who uh, wants someone to f- tell his story uh, before everyone forgets him when he dies. And... Uh, I complained about previous issues just being, like, he and the writer go somewhere where he thinks he's re- remembered as a god, but turns out he fucked up their community. Mm. And I was kind of getting bored of that, but it, this was a very different issue. There's real growth for uh, both both of the main characters in mm-hmm. this issue. And um, unfortunately, it's ending in one more issue, but this will be a good little series once it's done, I think.
2: Absolutely. Good yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. With great art by um, Riley Rossmo.
2: Um, the final DC issue, I read uh, The Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman Issue 5, written and illustrated by Liam Sharp with colors by Faiyado Jr., Romulo Faiyado Jr. And this is the um, Batman, and, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman solving a crime in a mythical Irish... Um, Batman old, and Wonder Woman. Uh, universe. Get together and they're
0: going to solve some crimes together. It's
2: very offensive to me. That's
0: better than your fucking gambit. I disagree. <laughs>
2: You've clearly never been to New Orleans or wherever <laughs> Gambit's from. Um... Anyway, this is good fun. Liam Sharp draws the hell out of a big, muscly man. In the end. <laughs> That's my review. <laughs> but it's... You know what? It's good fun. It really is good fun. They're solving murders, and then it turns out th- it wasn't the person that they all thought it was. It was a different mythical guy.
0: Um, for some reason...
2: And now mythical people are attacking Gotham.
0: For some reason on... Uh all of the Wiggles' most recent albums. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys know a lot of the Wiggles. That's my daughter's favorite band. Yeah, absolutely. She's 22 months old, and we get in the car, and I won't, don't even put the, the key in the ignition. Also, because I can't, because cars don't have keys anymore.
2: You have a very new car. Yeah. My I- car's from 1996.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I won't even start the engine, and she will yell, Wiggles! Yeah. But she doesn't say the Gs. She just goes, Wheels! Oh, Um, and like very angrily like demanding it but there is an astounding amount of Irish folk (laughs) songs on Wiggles albums. it's bizarre it's really weird isn't it and like why and also Celtic stuff so there's a lot of and and, and Scottish stuff too also
2: Irish dancing in the Wiggles
0: so much bagpipes yeah (laughs) but why I don't know same Simon. Simon. No, it's not Simon. Simon's the, Simon? the only one. Simon's the like, old the, the not the oldest one. That's Anthony. Yeah. Simon's the red wiggle, um, who, uh. <laughs> who is the opera trained one. He's uh. you know he does the least amount of Irish shit. It's it's fucking Lockie.
2: Fucking at, Lockie. Yeah yeah yeah. It's Lockie.
0: The purple wiggle. He's
2: not Jeff. Does Lockie also have um? Oh, um, <laughs> I was to say necrophilia. Narcolepsy. 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 Yeah 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 yeah.
0: Wake up, Lockie. Yeah. Does he yeah. really? Yeah he does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so. I have to like listen to an astounding amount of shitty Irish folk songs sung by a kids band now.
2: Awesome. You know what um, Otto loves in the car at the moment? Um, um, Big Frida. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he goes, woo along with all of the um, air horns and stuff.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, really like cool. ass everywhere and stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really good fun. Whose decision was that to put, put that in the car? I um, I it that. was just
2: on our current car city. We put, the, we put the recent EP on the car CD. Oh, that's amazing! Because we have like a six CD changer. Yeah,
0: raise your kid, raise your kids to big freedom. I was surprised you do not have cassettes.
2: Look, if we could burn cassettes, we probably would.
0: <laughs> uh, so that is our DC reviews, I guess.
2: <laughs> Why did you bring up the Wiggles? Because you were talking about
0: Irish stuff for the Wonder. Yeah, I, I love, yeah.
2: You love the Wiggles.
0: Um, so now we're going to move over to other publishers, which is where the bulk <gasps> of my favorite comics came out. this Yeah. Week. Um, very good week uh, for, the, for my favorite publisher, Other. Um, fence, number seven, came out through Boombox. C.S. Picat, Joanna the Mad, and Joanna LaFuente um, do this book together. It is a book about beautiful men who go to school and fence with swords. And, yes. And it is a really... It's
2: exactly as homoerotic as you imagine. It's, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And
0: like the... The story being told is is really captivating. It's it's a kind of like they're all fencing to see if they continue to stay on their scholarships and mm-hmm. stay at the school and um, get on the fencing team. Yeah, we, we've kind of this is what the, this current arc has been. Every, every day is and every every issue is a new day of this uh, kind of tournament that all the mm-hmm. boys are competing in, and uh, you see different characters that haven't that we have kind of seen scenes of, but they haven't interacted together for having to fence each other mm-hmm. and like how their tactics to kind of get in the heads of other characters doesn't don't work on all the other – and it's just – it's so much fun and mm-hmm. it isn't just like that kind of – like, you know, when you read like a sports book or a book about any kind of competitive thing, it's like, oh, and then he won. Yeah. And you can't really say why, but this tells you why, like the moves that the, the, the characters are being yeah. able to pull off or the things that, you know, they're immune to – from their, comp- from their competitors. Absolutely. Um, so you, you, you're you very aware why these characters are, are winning or losing mm-hmm. in, in the story. And I think it's like, such a such a great thing to have in this book.
2: Absolutely. And there's so many, like, cute moments where, like, you see how different characters see each other and how they see themselves. So, like, we get to see how Seiji looks through Bobby's eyes and he's, yep. like, this beautiful anime prince with, like, yep. roses all around him and sparkles. <laughs> Bobby's my favourite. Bobby's the best. But just, and the the sort of ongoing relationships are so sweet. And I like how much effort is put into even the sort of more background characters. They all get little moments and sort of little back matter where they have notes on each character and you can kind of follow their progress. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's it's so sweet. I love the
0: captain. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the next issue. Yeah. He's so handsome. Yeah, he really is. And Um, I
2: hope he and Aiden get together.
0: But I just like I no, I know. I, I feel like no. I think Aiden and, and Harvard are just really good old friends. No
2: way. Maybe they were
0: lovers at some point no. in the past. but they know each other too well.
2: You are dumb. All right. Well, we're we, dumb.
0: If anyone wants us to do an entirely fan specific episode, when well, we should get when I next time love. she's in Sydney, yeah. we'll do an episode with CS Picat. because she is, and we'll just and we we'll, and we we'll, and we're just gonna do all like fanfic. Like, yes. pitch relationship. Just who do we ship in the fence world? You should be reading this comic. It's sense. so good.
2: It's so good. And I just am so, like, I'm so thrilled with Boom and what they've done and how, because um, I'm sure I've said this before, but CSP Kat said when she was at King's recently that she was approached by Boom, who liked her work. And it was the um, editor on this book, her name, Daphna, I think. Daphne Plebon. um Was the one who approached Cat. And said, like, I really like your work. Is Do you have a comic that you have? Have you thought about doing a comic? And she went, yeah, absolutely. And then went away for a week to write a pitch and came back with this. So um, good. And I think it's so great that Boom are reaching out to creators who do things that are queer friendly. Hell yeah. Um, and are younger and are doing interesting things. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Things and so good. Just the best. So good.
0: <laughs> Check out Fence. You should be reading it. First trade is out. But the second trade is going to be even better. Absolutely. This is uh, real gripping stuff.
2: Yeah. And it's going to be a minimum 12 issues.
0: Um, Black Hammer, Age of Doom, issue number three, came out through Dark Horse this week. Um, Ugh, what an issue. And this is written by Jeff Lemire, with art by Dean Ormston and uh, Dave Stewart on Colors. Uh, again, a hard one to describe without spoiling shit, but basically the daughter of Black Hammer is... A Golden uh, Age superhero? Yep. Uh, th- th- all, of, all of these superheroes are stuck in this uh, shitty small town, and we're learning that it may not be outside forces that are mm-hmm. the reason that they're stuck in this town that they can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the daughter of Black Hammer, who's been trying to figure out the mystery behind everything, um, is getting closer and closer to it and uh, she's been whisked away to this uh, kind of like... The tribute man universe. The tribute to like, almost Vertigo as a whole. Mm. So much so that at one point she's like... Um, there's all these doors that she can go through to get home mm. and um, the first door... She goes through his um, very kind of, like, Lovecraftian um, scene. And then the second drawer is straight up just Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Jeff Lemire, Sweet Tooth. Jeff Lemire series.
2: I oh. like that the guy who's sort of her guide through this house is like, nope, but I've been here before. Nice place. Yeah. I'm sort of like, is that supposed to be, like, uh, Jeff Lemire? <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, so that was uh, Jeff Lemire's Vertigo book. So it was yeah. yeah, it's pretty, like, great on the nose, kind of like, this is what Vertigo is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the, the mystery is kind of like slowly being solved and I wonder how much more of Black Hammer is going to be, there's going to be once they're out of this weird town because it feels like that's inevitable soon, right? Yeah, totally. Who knows? Um, this is so good mm. and the fucking cover for the next issue is extremely exciting.
2: Yeah, man. I just love this book so much. Great book. Dean Olmston is...
0: Yeah. one of Colossally talented. Very, very good. Um, and uh, we also got another Dark Horse book of a series that we are quite fond of and that mm-hmm. is Ether... Um, the Copper Golems is the second uh, e- uh, edition, edition, sorry, Arc, arc of, uh, of Ether, written by Matt Kint with art by David Rubin, who is another masterful cartoonist um, doing stuff at Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we loved the first seri- series and I loved the first issue of the second um, arc as well. I thought this was, this, basically this is about like a, a man who is essentially homeless when he's on earth because whenever he's away from earth, he uh, is in this Weird magical world, realms. magical realm called the Aether. And when he's in, like, a, a, a short amount of time in the Aether is is a long time on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he doesn't, like, he, he, all he needs to return to Earth for is, is food because he can't eat ether food. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out why. Um, and uh, he's basically like, yeah, he's, 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 he's got to solve mysteries in the ether so that he can keep things civil between the ether and our, our realm. Mm-hmm. Um, this... In the ether it's like this crazy fantasy world. Yeah. Um and that those kind of comics don't normally appeal to me, but this has always been very grounded and like it means that first that first issue was tremendous in its yeah like kind of emotional pull that it Dealing had. Dealing with his life at home. Um this one was like extremely over the top with like, you know, a lot of wackiness. Mm-hmm which I, I was like, oh, it's not really why I, I love this series, but mm. I thought it was still a good issue.
2: It's like a, I, I sort of almost like that they're like, okay, cool. Now we've dealt with like his home life and that's kind of all wrapped up. Now we can just go balls out, crazy fantasy yeah. um, story. And I think like David Rubin's art is so extraordinary and the color palettes he use, uses are so amazing. Um, and all of the character designs are so brilliant. I find this endlessly compelling and it's one that I wish I sort of, had slightly more time to kind of pour over because sure. each panel is so full.
0: Well, did you attempt to answer the riddle? In- oh, I skipped I, I the I did end. and I got right.
2: Oh, really? Good job.
0: Um, I don't you. know why either. I just kind of picked someone at random and I happened to get him as the as <laughs> right. Well, then right- you didn't
2: solve the riddle. Well, I guessed the guessed riddle.
0: The riddle. Uh, basically, the, our main character, in order to get past a... Um,
2: a witch wearing a Morrissey t-shirt? Yep.
0: <laughs> um, uh, in order to get past her, who's extremely powerful, um, he offers her a riddle that um, she can't help. That basically says, if you if you don't get this right, you can kill us. Mm-hmm. But because it's like the ultimate test, it's like she she can't be seen as not smart enough to get the riddle right. So she has to answer it and let them through. Really good. Great stuff. Um, yeah, really really fun and silly silly issue of this, but I, I hope it is a bit more grounded soon. Mm. Just a little bit. Um, we got the fourth issue of Asagi Yojimbo, The Hidden, this week, written and drawn by Stan Sakai. <coughs> and uh, this uh, continues the book of the, the kind of like classic Osagi Yojimbo. He's a samurai rabbit, and he, he and a police chief are uh, teaming up to um, solve a mystery of uh, a missing relic and lots of mm-hmm. dead people, mm-hmm. um, and also the emergence of Christians in their um, small, small Japanese community. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was just another solid issue.
2: Absolutely. Just a great detective story told with samurai bunnies.
0: Yeah. Um, and with a good, like, like Christianity is like a, a concept that's always kind of been described as like legal to, Mm. to Asagi. And it was nice having the police chief allow a Christian to continue living, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, continue in his life you know yeah. and it, it was like it was good that it came from a position of authority and mm. it's like he it was like oh right wow well, you go here." Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: good and a little backup story about the um, ninja story is, a is so cute nah come on it's like a strip comic one so page so cute <laughs> I love it
0: punk's not dead did you forget to read this
2: yeah I forgot to read both of these damn Some- Bombed out.
0: Uh, so we got an issue of uh, Black Crown's Punk's Not Dead, uh, which has been written.
2: Oh, is that a different artist? Yeah, so we get a, diff- a, page. We
0: get a different artist on this book, um, on this, I think, or at least a different style, mm. um, written by David Barnett with art by Martin Simmons and uh, colours by Deacon Neef. This one comes out through Black Crown, which is an IDW imprint, um, and it is about a, uh, uh, a a boy who starts being able to see the, the ghost of... Uh, a a punk named Sid, who is not necessarily Sid Vicious, but may as well be. Probably is. Um, There is a, like, kind of mysterious, kind of Ghostbusters-esque government agency on his tail, Mm -hmm. um, led by this uh, extremely racy older woman Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, just says the most fucked up things a lot. Yep. And this issue told her past.
2: Oh, cool. She's like...
0: Um, She's someone that that never, ever wanted to grow up. And and, uh, the opening... Sees, someone, sees a rock star named Mick, who's probably not Mick Jagger, but for all intents and purposes is yes. going down on her. Hell yeah. While she drinks champagne. Um, and uh, yeah, she basically, like, she goes in, she she has, like, you know, dealings with the occult, but she also decides to never grow up. And when she exercises a demon from one of Mick's friends, uh, the demon causes Whoa. her to causes her to age. Oh. And that's why she is old now. Oh. Um and uh, yeah it's it's, uh, it's uh, and then we get a return to the regular. Cool I know, you know what it is it is Martin Simmons the whole way through just, just doing... him him doing different styles for the different eras. That's amazing. Um yeah and then there's a really sweet moment between between Sid and our main character at the Fergie? end. Fergie. Yeah. Oh
2: man, cool. I'll leave I, this love, to I love that old lady character. It's so rare to have like a female character that isn't punished for being promiscuous. Yeah, well, exactly, she right. Kind of was punished in a sense. No, anyway, uh, yeah. she's still the fucking
0: She's real bomb. good. She's and she, you know, she's the boss of everybody too, yep. which is what's so much fun about the character. Super cool. Uh, we got the final issue of Alice Scott's James Bond, The Body, through the Dynamite Body. this week, um, which had um, art by Luca Casalanguida, colours by Valentina Pinto. Um, and, yeah, I was up and down. I loved the first issue of this and then kind of was up and down on the rest. This kind of ties a ribbon around the whole thing with James Bond meeting up with his old friend. Um, what's his name? Uh, Leiter. Ah, uh, the Le- American Le- Le- bro. Felix, Felix Leiter. Yep. Um, the American dude with the metal arm. Um, and, and it's just them kind of in a pub with uh, Felix explaining to Bond, you know, who was behind all of the things, all the events that he's uh, seen in the, over the last f- six issues. Right. And, uh, who was it? Like, the I, guy with the bowler hat? No, it was like bigger than that, you know. The guy was, with the big teeth? It was everybody.
2: Oh, right. It was the world.
0: <laughs> exactly. It um, and and, and it talked about the psychical nature of, of the work that Bond does and how when he was... With that girl in her like a uh, secluded mm-hmm, house, mm-hmm. that was like the happiest he's been, and that's a life that he would l- he would like. <laughs> yeah, it was me too. Bond, <laughs> all of us would
2: never see anyone. Mm.
0: Um, so yeah, it was uh, an interesting finish. Did not, not like barely any action, all all dialogue, but it wasn't boring and nice art. Yeah, um, Languiet has been Casa Languid has been awesome the whole way through on this arc.
2: I'm very keen to see um, Alice's Cot- Alice Cotts next. Book, yeah, because of Tradmore. Because of Tradmore, I, I will the, always the new check world? out yeah. The new world, yeah. I'll always check out anything that Alice Cott does. There was but, a preview of
0: it, it looks really good, looks really good. yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, this collection, James Bond, the body. Um, if you are a diehard James Bond yak, um, oh, this is an interesting take on Bond totally. I totally recommend. I think, uh, you know, what Warren Ellis is run first and foremost, but this isn't far behind that. Um, cool. That was our Comics this week, yeah. What else are you gonna do this week, Siobhan? Don't
2: know. Planning yeah. a wedding, who? Uh, i'm to celebrate the wedding of batman and catwoman oh the
0: wedding that you can't wait for and spend every week uh talking about how much you like <laughs> it
2: i love weddings everyone <laughs> knows that about me um but i'm doing a wedding at king's we're getting some people in to renew their vows to celebrate the batman catwoman wedding i'm excited about it it's gonna be cute
0: awesome you're come get, along you're get, when, I, when i got in here you guys were ordering a balloon arc
2: yes Nothing says a wedding a like big, balloons. A big wooden
0: arc with two of every balloon animal on it. Absolutely. Um, and As uh,
2: tradition states. Exactly. Something borrowed, something blue, an ark. Two by two. <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs>
0: um When is uh, when's that? Uh,
2: July 5th, 5.30pm. Come see some people.
0: Get married in Batman costumes. Again. yes. Are you going to play the Joker? Uh, no. And like shoot yourself and not inviting yourself?
2: That's a good idea. It's
0: a classic idea. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Um, you've been listening to Serious Issues. Um, weird that you weird that you didn't know that's what it was until now. But yeah, hey.
2: finally then You're like, oh, that's what it fucking was. <laughs> delete. This
0: right, isn't. Delete this isn't serial. <laughs> um, if you want to find us online, you can find us at facebook. dot com slash serious issues podcast or mm-hmm. join our group, facebook. dot com slash groups slash serious issues podcast. We are on uh, Patreon if you want to support the show mm-hmm. and get access to a bunch of bonus episodes. We're going to record one next week.
2: Yes, please. I have some, read a lot of trades. Me
0: too. I've been reading. Um, Transformers.
2: Oh, yeah. Cool. It, it's real fun. Yeah. Yeah. People tell me I can't to.
0: Um, So more on that uh, in our Patreon episode next week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, again, it's patreon.com. There's about 10 episodes of bonus material that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Um, and we really appreciate your support. We're on Twitter, at levdog, at SiobhanCBG. Also, those same usernames for our Instagrams. Come say hello there. We love hearing from everybody. Absolutely. <coughs> I've got four other podcasts if you want to check them out. One's called Hey Fam. One's called – and that's about pop culture. One's called Mitchin. It's about food. One's called – um, as all the small games. It's about video games. One called Old Raps. It's about old rap music. There you go. I put out one episode of all of those podcasts last week. And my voice, only now. Feel, yeah, actually, yeah. That's impressive. It I, I held out. It was okay. Uh, it was a fun feat. Um, and, and there was a like a fun little... Prize if mm. you listen to all three or five episodes, I gave away a code for you, to, like hear the, this bonus thing that I put together, Cute. Um, which I'm really really happy with. Um, it, and and I, every day I get a notification that someone else has listened to it, oh, that's which nice. means that, like they completed the journey. Uh, so if that sounds like something fun for you to do, definitely please go and do it because the reward is pretty sweet. Especially, it is very
1: adorable. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thanks, guys. Lots of comics coming out this week. Um, I'm I'm my goal to read no more than thirty comics is. Uh, Actually, ongoing. going pretty good. Oh, yeah? Um, I, I've, only, I've only ordered 31 this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we get the one of the final issues of Astro City before it makes the switch to trade.
2: Oh, we get the new Multiple Man number one?
0: Yeah, Multiple Men um, comes out. Um, the Century? And the Century, which is going to mm-hmm. be interesting. Um, <clears throat> we get uh, the second issue of Thor and the second issue of Black Panther, two recent Marvel series that we liked quite a lot. second issue of Blackwood through Dark Horse coming out too. Did you read Blackwood number one? Veronica Fish and Evan Dawkins.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah,
0: love that it. book. Real good. Uh, I'm going to read a Power Rangers anniversary special.
2: Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not.
0: Uh, and uh, yeah, some good stuff next week. Looking forward to it. Um, Saga. Saga. Sex Crims. Sex Crims. All a good issues. Killer Be Killed. Kill be- oh, it's oh, yeah. the final issue of Killer Be Killed.
2: I know. How
0: scary. <gasps> um. So looking forward to seeing how that final like, finishes. Oh, and
2: the new Vampirella comic with the fucking weird listener, bro, Lindsay bro. What's that? you know what I mean Linzer yeah you know what's his name he did Dawn
0: what are you talking about <laughs> what does did Dawn mean <laughs>
2: <laughs> so there's this comic book called Dawn about like ladies with boobs crying or something from the 90s and th- it's by this guy called Michael Lindsay, I think and he's writing the new Vampirella book oh, with well, his wife I look forward I'm into it. <laughs> to seeing
0: how much you like it <laughs> you've listening to Serious Issues I already told you that you know twice now oh, see you oh, next yeah. time bye This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
1: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you.
2: Botox Cosmetic, auto botulinum toxin A,
1: FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox
0: Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
2: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, Everything.